Good evening, welcome back to another episode of Rolling with Dolan. Tonight's guest, Mr. Josh Gower. He's also known as Opie, amongst the other members of the Berserker Beards Club, which he is a member and is also a lifer due to his club tattoo. Josh is a medical quality assurance specialist who lives in Tennessee, which makes him my first American guest. Uh, we're not particularly going to talk about one subject on its own tonight. Me and Josh are just going to basically shoot the shit and see what happens. So, hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you, as always, for uh, listening and giving me your feedback. No further ado, introducing my friend and yours, Mr. Josh Gower. Boom, and we're How's live. How's it going? How's it going? Very, very well. How's your day been? Another day. Just doing American shit, you know, drinking... Black coffee, chewing on bullets, and fucking freedom. <sighs> fucking freedom. <laughs> <coughs> I think that's about the most un-American thing you could do. Fuck yeah. freedom. Mm. So, there's a few things I wanted to talk to you about. I didn't know that your favourite singer actually comes from Tennessee. I was very surprised to learn that. Justin, Tim- that? Justin Timberlake, of course. Yes. 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 No. No? What do you mean? You don't love JT? Well, I'm hearing things differently because I hear that you're a big fan of uh, JT the T. No, no, no. That's that's another one of our Berserker Bears members. Oh, not you. Not me. Okay, I must have got some bad intel. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Also, one thing I always wanted to talk to you about, Tennessee-wise. Is there a problem in Tennessee where you can't name things yourself? You have to name things after other places on the planet. Like, I didn't know until about three weeks ago, there's a place in Tennessee called Manchester. Yes. Where the Bonnaroo Fest, that blew my fucking mind. Yeah, we also have a Paris. You have a Paris, Uh, yeah. mm Mm-hmm. Isn't there a... A fake Eiffel Tower replica in Paris, in Paris, Tennessee. No, no clue. Never. I read. I read somewhere. I think I can't remember the number. I think it was a seven. It was either a six or seven-story replica of the Eiffel Tower they've got in Paris, Tennessee. Just, just cause. No clue. No clue. Never never been there. Never been. Okay. Nope. Fair. Fair enough. I don't know what this. I mean, I'm sorry to stick on it, but I'm stuck on this Justin Justin Timberlake intel. I mean, I was told he was definitely your favourite. You telling me Sexy Back isn't a jam? Cry me a river? No. No. I don't think we can do business, Josh. I really don't. I don't think we can. Definitely not my favourite artist anymore. I'm more of a. I don't know why I started gravitating toward our uh, female metal singers like. Uh, in this moment, and uh, Spirit Box. Oh yeah, 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 I've heard rumblings about yeah. Spirit Box. I haven't like yeah, fully checked it out, but I've heard rumblings. I haven't listened to like anything new in a while. I've been kind of fucking listening to like audio books and shit. Have you read anything decently recently? No. Decently. I read recently. way too. I read. I read way too much at work. I don't read when I get home. No. So. As part of your work, what's like a typical day for you then as a medical quality assurance specialist? Shit. I sit in the office all day long and I review uh, providers' notes, like doctor's notes. Um, 
service, sent them to their appointments to get their disability compensation. Yeah. And like my job, what I do in my department is I take that doctor's note and I look at it and, uh, and make sure it, um, aligns with the department of veteran affairs guidelines. So that way they can have their raters come in and give them a disability rating. A rating. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so for me personally, uh, cause you know, I'm a veteran. You are. For me personally, I am at a 60% disability rating through the VA. Um, so those are basically the same thing happened to me. People went in and looked at the doctor's note and make sure that they were up to par and then sent it to the Department of Veterans Affairs. They give you a disability rating to, depending on what the doctor uh, diagnoses you with. Mm-hmm. So is it the higher your rating, the more you can qualify for in terms of help or? It's uh, the, the higher the rating, the higher monthly paycheck you get. Right, okay. But obviously, I think the higher rating you were, there's mainly going to be, well, catastrophic injuries. Right. I mean, that's um, like amputees on that scale or? Yes. They are? Yeah, they have. I'm pretty sure like amputees are, they automatically get a pretty high rating. Yeah. Like, like me personally, I'm diagnosed with uh, PTSD with uh, residuals of traumatic brain injury. Yeah. So that by itself puts me at 50%. And then I have other injuries on top of that that I'm rated for that bumps me up. Right, okay. Uh, Okay, I see how that works. So what would you be, so if you were, let's say you come out, you go through your military and you you come out of it fine, are you entitled to get anything from the VA? Yes, like you could get like education benefits, things right. like that. Um, even if you're perfectly fine, you can go through and and you can claim stuff, and they can make it as like a service connected injury, um, and then they can go to the VA any time for that injury. But everything else, they would have to go to like a primary care provider. Right. Okay. Fair enough. But the magic number, magic number is like fifty percent. And then once you're at fifty percent, you can go to the VA for everything, for life. For life, okay, that makes sense. So this would would it affect sort of how long you serve? So if you do like a, a standard no. sort, of, no. So what what you're in, you're in. Like I served, I was active duty uh, for four years. Uh, deployed to Afghanistan for a year. Um, things that happened over there, you know, got me to where I'm at. Yeah. But I've, I've known guys who um, injured in basic training that they're going to have a disability rating because they were injured while in a service. Because your service starts as soon as you go to basic training and it doesn't end until your contract is over. Right, okay. So at, at, at any point in that time, if you get injured and if it's um, like I had a guy we were training before deployment and he was in maybe a year and uh he fell and broke his ankle real bad and uh sat 45 degree angle on, on from his leg down to his foot 45 degree angle is pretty pretty gnarly yeah that's spicy but, yeah that's they uh well i mean he fell off a roof so 
yeah, that's going to happen. It's definitely going to sting, yeah. isn't it? I mean, I haven't fallen off a roof, so I wouldn't know, but I'd imagine it's it's pretty... I mean, I fell off my chair a couple of times, and that wasn't great. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. But, but yeah, they... Uh, I can't say they kicked him out. It's like a medical discharge. So, I mean, because of that, he had to have uh, plates and rods and screws and all that shit put in. But he's got a disability rating because of that. Right. So when you guys need your surgeries, are they provided for by like the branch of military you served, or is it like you go to a hospital and have it done? Uh, it depends. If you're like active duty, then of course you'll go to the hospital that's on that military installation. Yeah. Um, if you're out like me, uh, I had shoulder surgery back in 2015, and I went to the VA hospital. Right. Okay. What would you? Is the level of care good in those places? I mean, I can't lift my arm above my head. Okay. I mean. So I mean. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I still have an arm. It's still here. I can still wiggle it around every, but I can't lift it above my head. Right. Okay. Well, you're not going to have to use a shield anytime soon, are you? So I mean, you should be. Well, I mean. I mean, I won't be the top of the shield wall, I'll tell you that. I'll no. be front, yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't be the top. Yeah, that's fine. You don't have to be. I mean, all the super tall people can be at the top anyway. Yeah, about to, I was about to say, we're roughly the same height. Yeah, so all these six-foot people can fucking suck a dick. They can be at the very yep. top. That's fine, then let them get on with it. So what got you into the job you do now, Josh? Uh, it was just by chance. Um they were starting a whole new office here in Nashville. And so they reached out to like temporary uh, hiring agencies and uh, they did like this mass hire event. And I just happened to get a phone call because my resume was out on one of the uh, job posting websites. So just by chance. Fair enough. What were you doing before this? Uh, mechanic work. Okay. It's really, I like, I've been all kinds of, places all over yeah like with jobs no i'm the same i haven't really i don't i don't think i've particularly found something i enjoyed yet i mean i don't mind security work there's a lot of pros to it but i haven't really found anything i've particularly loved quote unquote so i've bounced a lot i think a lot of dudes like our age are like that i don't i personally don't know that many people that have very specifically followed one like career path their entire way through Almost, yeah, pretty much everyone I knew is, is, is divvied or and pivoted, has gone somewhere else at some point. Right. Same with me. I mean, so I did the military. Then when I got out, uh, being a medic in the military here in the States, um, since 2008, 2009, you have to be an emergency medical technician. So I'll be able to, you know, can go on the ambulance as soon as you're out of service. And that's what I did. Mm. Oh, that's so. Yeah, so they, they set you up for success doing that. Um, but so in 2012, when I got out, I um, I went straight to the ambulance and worked for a couple of different ambulance companies until 2015, had my shoulder surgery. And the ambulance company that I worked for kind of screwed me and the paramedic I was working with over. And uh, after that, I started doing retail for a little while. And that was soul destroyer I hated it I hated it I hated that yeah and uh 
moved to Tennessee because uh, I was stationed in Louisiana. I spent seven years down there. And then I moved back up here to be closer to my kids. Um, and then I got a job at a shop. Started, like, turning wrenches and things like that and welding. Mm. Uh, caught myself on fire a few times. That's always fun. Standard. Uh, and uh, that's where me and our lovely Tennessee wild man, Justin, was working together there. and A.K.A. Y'all father. Y'all father. Some bitch. And, uh, he's, yes. a spi- he's a spicy son of a whore, that guy, honestly. But yeah, sorry, so you and, you and Justin, who's your cousin? Yep. But we was working there and then left there, started turning wrenches on little shit, and then I got this call to work here, so this is my first office gig. And man, there's a lot of drama that goes into it. Oh, there's fucking loads. There's a lot, bro, I've been in offices most of my working career. The drama is, it's on par with anything you see on TV. The, the drama, it's just, it's it's all bullshit. Like, there's nothing worse than, especially if you work somewhere, if you just, I mean, I get the impression from you, you just turn up and want to do your work and go home. But there are genuine people who go to these places who want to climb the ladder and they don't realise that there's nothing to climb. Yeah. It's, no, 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 you're going to make yourself stand out as being that prick. So if you want to be that person, yeah, crack on. But like, like you yeah. were saying with the drama, it's those people who bring all the drama in. Whereas people who just want to turn up, clock in, do the job, and skedaddle. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know well, about I mean, you. I don't give a fuck about other people's problems. I've got my own. I've got more than enough of my own problems to deal with. I certainly, oh, yeah. certainly don't want to listen to you and your neighbour or whatever bullshit you've got going on there. Fuck that noise. Well, I mean, you know me. I've been in the club... I see. I hit my one year. I pro- started prospecting a year ago on the eighth. I didn't say too much about it because we had a a new addition uh, from Cal. So I didn't say much about it because I I know he was happy about uh, his son being born. But, oh, he's yeah, got he's got eight. another son. It's nothing new. Cal's already uh, already has one son. Just because now he's got two, it, it's not exciting. It is what it is. Don't don't be modest. It is what it is. I know that guy was on the other week, but fuck that guy. We moved on now. I forget about that guy. I'm on to the next one now. Never mind that guy. I didn't, I didn't bring it up, and I didn't make you know too much about it. But I know like May the eighth when when my one year four full member comes up, I'll, it's gonna be a big deal. Yeah, because you you started. Yeah, like you said, you started April eighth. So full yeah, full month would have been. April. Yeah, it would have been May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely announce that. Just just you, because Callum has another child, don't let it put you off. Okay? It's nothing exciting and new. Callum's already got a son, like I said. Yeah, great. Now you've got two sons. Well done. Shalom. Whatever you want to say. But we're moving on now. Life rolls right, so on. So you know me, and you've talked to me for this whole time. Yeah. So imagine me being in an office most of the time I'm quiet every once in a while somebody pushes that button and I'm not so quiet so now my managers have learned that so every once in a while I have to walk over to them and be like hey can you let me off my leash and then I start throwing fire here there and everywhere and then I'm good for a few days 
Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to set fire to the office? I'd, you know, regularly. Dude, when I was dealing with like insurance complaints, I'd want to set fire to my chair probably six times a day, let alone the entire office. You just start small, chair, office, entire building, and then eventually the world. So, no, we don't want to burn the world down. So, were you saying you were going in when 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 you were joined the military? Was there a particular reason you joined, or was it just fuck it? I want something new. Well, back when as I joined when I was twenty, and uh, before then, I, my son was born, and uh, and I was like kind of still kind of bouncing around. I was working like factory jobs and construction, and didn't pay shit. And so I was like. No, no health benefits, no nothing like that. So I'm like, I got to do something, something that's, you know, I can have a solid paycheck, health benefits, you know, everything like that. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to join the military. And that's what I did. So, I mean, the first of the month and the 15th of the month, I had a paycheck. Everybody was covered medical. So, I mean, I was good. It was stable. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound like a very hard decision to make. No. Not back then, because I was like, you know, I'm able. I can do whatever they need. So I went in, and, like, back in high school, I had, uh, like, they put me in classes that were, like, medical classes, and I didn't even know we offered that. And that's when I realized, hey, you know, I, I got to, I like this. Mm. I want to continue and so that's that's when I realized you know when I joined the military they was like well what do you want to do anything you want to do and I'm like I want to be a medic they're like okay so that's what I did and being 20 years old able body nothing's broken everything's good I went to the infantry so I was the infantry line medic and that was so much fun like getting shot at and everything <laughs> I'd do it all over again if I could. <laughs> Most American thing that's ever been said. Getting <laughs> shot at and shit. God damn it. How long was your, uh, like, how long was your, like, medical-specific training in the Army then? Because I know, obviously, you'd have to go and do your basic, wouldn't you? And then I'm assuming you got carted off to medic school. Right. Uh, let's see. I think basic was 12 weeks, I want to say. Yeah. 13 weeks, something like that. And then the medic training was 16 weeks. Yeah. I was going to say, but that's a bit more... Like intense. Right. I mean, there's a lot packed in that as well. It, it is, and I mean, it was cool how they trained us. Like, like the first eight weeks was because, like I said, you had to be trained in an emergency medical technician to even be a medic. And yeah. So the first eight weeks was all EMT training. So we got certified in that, and then the la- the last eight weeks was a combat medic, is what they called it, uh, combat medic training. And so, like, we would do shit like in dark rooms with strobe lights and people yelling at us and like these big ass subwoofers mounted on the wall that's like you know admitting like either uh, like metal music or like people just yelling and screaming or you know whatever just trying something to throw us off and right the that, is that it, shit was fun yeah is the aim then is not to simulate a firefight essentially right they're trying to it's called distal dexterity, muscle memory. Right. That's what they preach. And so, I mean, it, it's just like like you, you. You've done a lot of fighting. 
Mm. Like somebody does, you know, somebody comes around with, with a right, you're going to immediately come up to block. It's the same thing, muscle memory. Right, okay. So they basically would have you sort of drilling, going in, you know, getting in, sort of assessing the patient, doing what you have to do, and then treating them and then moving out. So is it more yep. sort of like rapid treatment techniques, I'm assuming, because you'd be probably dealing with gunshots, explosions, you know, all sorts of shit, burns. Amputees. Amp- yep. Yeah, yeah, all kinds of crazy shit. I mean, we, we have to do, um, to be a security guard now, you have to have a emergency first aid at work certificate now in the UK. I've got it. Very, very basic though. It's it's not really worth anything. I mean, I remember I went on the course and like it was like a four hour course, four hours, and they show you how to do a sling and then do this, do that. And if you asked me anything about that, I couldn't tell you what to do right now. It's just I'm I've never used it. I've never used it. Yeah. But I'm not fucking. I'm not. I'm well. I'd like to think I'm not. I'm not fucking stupid. I know that if, if I see someone and they're fucking, you know, hands hanging off of some shit, I'm calling an ambulance. I'm not going to help with that. What am I going to do with that? I mean, fuck, I still get phone calls and messages on Facebook from people. It's like, hey, so this is happening. What do I do? And I'm like, dude, I'm not there. <laughs> one, one, I'm a, tra- I'm a trauma junkie. Like, if you got something hanging off or you've been shot, cool. I'll do that. But if you're like, well, what medicine should I take? The fuck if I know I'm not a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so it's like, so it was very specialized training. Um, when it went into, yeah, I did have like knowledge on medications and stuff like that. But hell, I haven't used it in six years. Mm. So, I mean, it's, it's rusty. Did you ever get guys sending you pictures of their dicks with stuff wrong with it? Funny story. Not pictures, though. Oh. Funny story. So I was in Afghanistan, and uh, I was up northern Afghanistan in the mountains, and it snowed, and I'm telling you, like, probably a foot and a half deep. Very fitting, because you, you look like a mountain person. We always say this. You, I know. You, I, I heard it all the time. I mean, you have a nickname in the club, Opie, but... The other guys behind your back, we all call you the Taliban. Yeah. Just saying. No, no, not not everybody behind my back. Oh, well. We have the one. Who? Ian. It, oh, we have the one. Fuck Ian. Ian always like, breaks the on. rules. Cocksucker. But sorry, I interrupted you. You stuck your story. No, 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 you're fine. But uh, we were out on patrol in, in this deep-ass snow, and our leaders had to go and do a meeting with the village leaders and whatnot. And so a few of us got put on the outside so we can watch, you know, make sure nobody's coming in to attack and whatnot. Anyways, we was up on this hill and after the meeting got done, we were all going back into town to link up to head back uh, to our base. And one of the guys, I'm not going to say his name, but one of the guys, he fell. And when he fell, like he ripped his pants from his knee up to his fucking crotch. Mm-hmm. And he decided to free ball that day. Ah! Oh, ah! Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, no. So, so yeah, there he was, twig and berries, somewhat dangling, snow packed inside of his pants. Um, 
So our one of our guys got on the radio and was like, hey, you know, can we go around town? Do we have to walk to the village? Because this happened. They were like, no, we're going right through the middle of this village. So no shit, we walked straight, straight through the middle of the village. Uh, all the kids were pointing and laughing at them. It was great. It was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> what happened I mean, to that guy? It, it didn't happen to me, so it was fine. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, of course. <laughs> was the guy okay so, in the end, though? Was he all right? Yeah, well, later on that night, I hear a knock on my door because we each had these like little bitty rooms. Like We take a Connex and split them up into like eight or ten rooms. So it was real small shit. You get a knock on my door, and I'm like, yeah. And the open, dude opens the door. He's like, hey, Doc. I said, yeah. He's like, dude, I think I have frostbite on my dick. And I said, what? He's like, I think I have frostbite on my dick. And I'm like, I was like, you realize I got to see this. He said, you what? And I'm like, dude, I have to see it. I was like, to tell you if you have frostbite or not. He's like, nah, fuck it, I'm good, and slams the door. Well, now he's now he's got five kids, so I think he's all right. But I mean, how bad was it? Fuck, I don't know. I never saw. He wouldn't even just. That's such a dude thing. No. That's such a dude thing. I think I've got something wrong with my dick. Okay, well, will you show it to me so I can confirm? No, fuck that, bro. It's fine. <laughs> it's like, why the fuck are you even here then, dude? Like, for real, why are you here? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Heard all kinds of shit. Done all kinds of shit. Yeah, I mean, a few of you army boys I've spoken to. Fucking hell. You all done some pretty wild shit. A lot of dicks as well. There's a lot of dicks in these stories. I don't know what that says. But, nah, that one. I mean, nah, wasn't a lot of dicks for me. Like, none of my stories had dicks. You just the only time you just told one. That that one, but there was never a dick. Well, yeah, I guess there was a dick showing because he walked to the village with his pants ripped, and everybody was pointing and laughing at him. But the only other time that any type of dick was shown was somebody was on the uh, on a Skype call with some old girl and this girl I'm telling you she was fucking hideous oh no like like we have you know state size and when you're in the military you have a state size standard you know a scale of 1 to 10 and then you have a deployment standard because when you're deployed you don't get pussy you don't well especially infantry you don't see females nothing so the deployment scale is, you know, going to be higher. You know, a, a three in the States is probably going to be a five to six deployment, depending on I was there for 12 months. Beginning of it, still going to be a three. But when you progress and get to month like 10, she's going to be like a six. Mm-hmm. So this girl, we was probably halfway through deployment. And this dude is talking to this girl and like on a deployment scale, she's like a one. She was rough. Ooh. And uh, and one of the guys was like, hey, because we all we're like, we just play cards all the time. So we have shit to do. And I was like, this dude's over here talking to this ugly girl. And I'm like, all right, what do you want to do about it? And he's like, dude, let's just like go give him the goat, like four fucking dudes give him the goat. And I'm like, all right, bet something to do. So they're like, Doc, you get the door. And I'm like, all right, I don't get to participate, but I grab the door. And uh, no shit. And he had his computer set up perfectly so this old girl could see the door. Mm-hmm. I 
sw- I swung the door open and there's three fucking assholes, dick and balls hanging out. Nice. And uh, yeah, and she was like, she was mortified. She shut the computer and oh, but you, I mean, <laughs> three army dudes, their assholes out, probably not watched. Yeah. You know, in that heat, None. not great. Not nah. great. That that probably would have ended the war then. The dudes would have smelt those fucking, those you know people to smelt those assholes. That would have probably been enough. Hey, no, we fucking smell good compared to over there. The whole goddamn country stinks. What 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 what's the smell? Is it is it food? Is it is it garbage? What is it? It's hard to explain. Like it really is. Like I don't know what it is about it, but I suppose Afghanistan is. If you're out, if you're out in the rural areas, I mean, is is sewage an issue there? Like water treatment and stuff. In Afghanistan, yeah. Oh yeah, like so. How they build their houses is like they don't have running water where I was at. So they built like they put holes in the floor. Mm. And it, like, had a chute that went out to the outside, and they would shit in that hole. And it's like their shit would roll down the chute and outside, just right. right outside their house, and just chill there. Yeah, I mean, that's probably how we've been doing it for a couple of millennia. I mean, yeah. I mean, true. I mean, you know, there are some people who take it a step further and get a bidet. Now, personally, I don't want hot water shooting straight up my asshole. And then having a wet ass that you've then got to wipe. I mean, it's bad enough when you wipe your shitty ass, but now you've got to wipe your wet shitty ass. But I'm not on their journey. Nah, nah I'm good with that too. I don't know where they're going in life. I don't want to know. They're getting hot water shot, their asshole. That's all you need to know. I'm, I'm not, nah. I'm not with that. I don't want to do that. That's not, that's not me. Nah. I'm good. What's something about Nashville that you think people should know but don't know? Because you know I've always wanted to go there. Right. Um, I mean, we're known for country music, but we've got all kinds of music here. Fuck yeah, bro. I'll get the Stetson on. I'll go and get a custom hat done. I don't give a shit. I don't... I mean, we got a lot of hole-in-the-wall places, like restaurants and shit, Mm. um, that, like, I could... Like take you to or point you out where to go. Um, like we have this one place is called the uh, Flying Saucer, and they've got two hundred over two hundred alcoholic beverages. Okay, I'm in. And they call it the Flying Saucer because uh, you get a card, and they have like this little kiosk where you swipe your card and you pick out your drink. But once you have one of each alcoholic beverage, you get a plate that they mount up on the wall and uh depending on the color of the plate is how many times you've went through all alcohols right okay and, uh, and so yeah, it's kind of like a boardwalk of alcoholism <laughs> yeah i mean if you i mean if you've, if you've done 200 drinks times four you might have probably have a, an issue i mean it's yeah. not it's not cute at that stage Hey, look, man, I got my four fucking gold planters in this shit four times. Yeah, but you're dead. Yeah, that's, there was one up there. I think he was went through it three times because they put like a little quote on there or something that you say whenever you get done. And he's like, my liver hurts. 
Yeah, no shit. It's like, have you ever seen these, like, the man v food challenges that people do? Mm-hmm. Like, the most ridiculous, like... <sighs> have you ever seen anyone win? I never have. No, I don't watch that shit. No, what about, like, in... Oh, no, no, dude, I'm not about the show. I'm on about IRL, in real life. There's oh, a place... No. There's a place in Nantwich, which isn't too far from where I live. And there's a place there called the Deadwood Smokehouse. And they have a challenge there, the Deadwood Platter thing. And it's this huge fucking thing. It would feed four people. You got an hour. And we were, I was in there last time, chilling, eating my brisket. Not as good as American brisket, but hey-ho. So we're just chilling. And then this fucking guy, he's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Literally got 25 minutes in and he threw up. He, he, oh. made it, he made it as far as his chicken wings, his brisket, and he ate... Mac and yeah, uh, thing like a bowl of mac and cheese, and then he moved on to the hot links, and he threw up on them. So I was like, "Well, you're a bitch straight away, and you just wasted forty pounds." So yeah, that's that's the reason why I won't ever try it because I'm like, I know I'm not gonna eat it, no. and that shit's expensive. Yeah, I'm a big yeah, cool. fucking. If you eat it all, you get it's free. Got it? Yeah, I'm not gonna eat it all. Yeah, I don't give. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm a big dude, but I'm not gonna eat all that shit. There's just no way. Absolutely no way. No. So if I was as far as as far as Nashville goes, I mean, there's hidden gems all over the place. He's got to find them. I tend not to go downtown because it's way too fucking crowded for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I stick. And there's too much shit down there, so I kind of stick up to the north because I'm about 35 minutes north of Nashville. Right, I work okay. in Nashville, but that's during the day. Yeah. Do you get do a lot of people do that? Do they commute into Nashville and they sort of come out and Oh they... yeah. Nashville's expensive to live in. Like they have um studio apartments and their rent is like fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars a month. Mm. That is insane. Yeah, you do not I mean yeah. I've I've spoken to guys in the States before, like with rent and stuff and it's not Wild, like what they like, especially what you can get, like the little you can get, and it costs that much. I mean, over here, it's not that bad. It's pretty decent. I mean, you can get if you're a single guy, you can get like a one bedroom sort of flat or apartment for like three hundred and fifty pound. That's fucking super cheap. Damn. Yeah. I mean, is that is that a month? A month. Yeah. Oh, that's only like. $400, 425 dollars yep. American dollars, roughly. Yeah. So with that, you'd have a bathroom, a kitchen, a bedroom, and a front room. What That's... more do you need? No, exactly. Um, uh, no, where I live, it's super cheap. Three, what? 300... My rent is 325 a month for a one-bedroom flat. It's, yep. you know. But I kind of like the sun. Ah, so I mean, well, I don't. So fuck that. That's why I live in England, bro. Yeah, don't don't live here. It's hot. No, I'd I'd, I'd happily go through Tennessee and that, but I, don't, I would never live there. It's like Mexico. I love Mexico, but I can only go for two weeks. Anything else than that, it, it's not going to be good. I'm just going to fucking melt. You got to go north, north of here. Still get the sun and everything, but it's not as hot. I don't know though. During the summertime, if shit gets still, it's hot. 
Yeah, anywhere anywhere that isn't England is hotter. Like, it's like when like a lot of English people, they tend to go on holiday in, like, Spain. Um, and when you go to Spain, yeah, it's, it's warm, but it's not as warm as some of these places, like Florida. It's fucking nowhere near as hot. And we can bet... Well, I, can, I can't even handle Spanish weather. So I thought, fuck it, I'll go Mexico. Because I'll be able to handle that, right? Nope. Still go, though. Because you get fucking wasted, so you don't give a shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, and yeah. Now you, got two, now you got a couple of people to meet up with, so it makes it even more fun. Oh, no. There's people everywhere now, dude. I'm just trying to think, well, yeah. how have got anyone? Italy. We don't have any Italians. Nope. Uh, we don't have any French. We did, but we don't have any French anymore. In terms of America, though, we've got pretty much everyone but the middle, right? We've got both um, coasts. Definitely both we coasts. We have both coasts, and then we also have Texas. Yeah, Texas bang in the middle. Where else have we got? We've got Washington, haven't we? Oregon. Uh, Oregon, California, Texas, Tennessee, Florida, Ohio, Michigan, and Rhode Island, I think. Oh, shit. Where's your favorite holiday destination, Josh? I'm going to tell you a big secret about me. I've never seen the ocean, and I've never been to an amusement park. I have no fucking idea where a holiday destination would be. <laughs> What's what? What happened? How could you never have what seen happened? the sea? Um, so back when I was younger, um, like growing up, my... Uh, had a, had a kind of rough uh, coming up from the time I was seven to the time I was 12-ish. Uh, my biological mom, which I really don't associate with anymore, she, uh, her husband was a, a pill popper. And so, like, when a doctor would quit prescribing him his narcotics, he, we would pick up, move to another city, and so he can have another doctor to give him his prescriptions and so I mean seven different schools in one school year holy shit Um, yeah I've done that um like I went from Tennessee to Texas to Illinois back to Texas back to Illinois and then back to Texas all over Texas that was kind of crazy what just for this dude just for this dude and his pills what was he take? Was it oxys and shit? Uh, hydrocodone. Hydrocodone. It, it, yeah, hydrocodone. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, that's seven schools. Wow. Oh, yeah. I can't even but, imagine that, bro. I literally, I went to two primary schools and then one high school, and that was it. My entire well, life. When, when I was 12, I moved back to Tennessee and I lived with my dad. And so, like, I went to one high school. I mean, I fucked off and didn't graduate, but I got my, my GED. Yeah. And so, but yeah, I went to one high school after I moved up here. But still, we had five kids in one house. And so, like, going to, like, some big amusement park or something like that was kind of out of the 
Mm, okay. But well, that's that. I mean, my that's very my dad busted his ass for everything, but you know. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't have everything. I I understand that, but yeah, man, as if you'd never been the. I don't. I would have thought you would have seen it when you were with the military. Nope. That's insane. But then again, though, I have I I do know a few people like that who've never never seen the ocean or anything. But then again, I forget where you live. Like America's fucking gigantic. Yeah. Like what you, does it take? Was it four or five hours to go from the very north tip to the very <laughs> It takes fucking... It takes me four hours to get from the middle of Tennessee to the far east of Tennessee. Yeah, fuck all that, bro. Yeah, here you can be like... You can be the, where I live. You could be at the, uh, the seaside in probably two hours. Probably two hours. I mean, I... Where am I? So I live in Stoke. Manchester, which is one of the main like major cities in England where I am that's like I think I'm about 40 or 45 miles south but even even then like the point like because even then like I'm only that far that's only like an hour and a half on the train it's probably an hour and a half in the car if you know where you're going like you said that's England for you you can fucking get halfway across the country like two bastard hours whereas you guys in the states I mean fucking hell alright so when we drove through Texas 12 hours to go from one side of it to the other like I've never mm-hmm. never experienced anything like it in my life yeah it's uh shit it takes me 45 minutes just to drive to work and I work in Nashville how much of your but time for- how much of your life do you think you've spent driving honestly Fuck. I mean, shit. Just in a week. Just driving in a week. Just yeah. going back and forth to work. That's 10 hours a week. So, I mean. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Because what, what are you doing? Like five shifts a week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, 10 hours. Shit, man. And how long, how long are your shifts at work? Is like nine hours? Eight. Eight hours. Fucking hell. So that's a lot of your life. Hell, but this job I had before this one, I was a road tech and I would drive from like my house to a job and then I would leave that job and drive to another job. So I was on the road all day long. Yeah, but you probably only did like two fucking jobs because of how fucking long it takes to drive to fucking places. It depends. That's, I mean, if you want to live in the land of the free, you've got all this free open space, haven't you? So, you want to be free, you, you, you're free to drive as long as you fucking want. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's the real freedom. But if I want to get to the ocean, it's going to take me probably 14 hours, 12 to 14 hours to drive. Yeah. Just straight. Actually, probably not. No. Probably 10. I mean, the sea's pretty cool. It's not worth driving 14 hours, though. I'll admit. That's probably me taking it for granted a little bit, but it's definitely not worth driving that long. I mean, what do you get? Sand in your ass and fucking sunburned? Eh, I mean, it could be worse. It'll go in your dick hole. Yeah, true. Oh, oh. That that stings me just thinking about it. 
So, what's what's things been like during this pandemic in Tennessee? Like, are you guys have you got like a mask mandate? Are, you, uh, are things open? What's going on? Uh, so it's we're we're broken up into different counties, and each county has their own like mandates. I know the county that I live in. Uh, we haven't had to wear masks for a month or two now, mm-hmm. and then other other counties are now starting to follow suit. It's only been a couple of weeks since like the county over just you know lifted their mandate. So it just depends on where you're at and where you live uh, in the state. I know whenever I go to work, I have to wear it, right. but when I get home, I don't have to. I don't have to wear it anywhere. Everything is open. Um, there for a little while they were doing like restaurants were doing um, uh, curbside pickup or some of would do deliveries yeah but now you, you can go in and you can eat now and and everything yeah we're, we're not we're not quite there yet um, with us pubs have just opened up but only if they've got outdoor seating and the same with uh, restaurants you can only eat outdoors so you can't go and actually like sit inside yet but that's probably coming in like a month or two but I mean things right. in things in England are really ramping up now anyway because fucking like half the adult population have had the first vaccine over here so everything over here is pointing in the right direction to hopefully fucking open up I mean right this third lockdown it's been a bit it's been dragging on a little bit now yeah that's one thing like we didn't do we didn't go into like a full lockdown like I worked through the entire pandemic oh that well, yeah I mean that's the thing I, I've worked I haven't stopped working I've worked the entire pandemic but it's literally for me it's work and go home that's all you can do it's not like you can you could go to the pub with a friend and have a beer or whatever and blow off steam it's none of that shit it's no go home I mean and some places not not particularly where I live but some places uh, they have these these people <laughs> called COVID marshals who fucking go around literally with high-vis vests on and like, excuse me, can you put your mask on? Like, they can't tell you to do shit, but they stand there and like, oh yeah, put your mask on, this, that, and they just get told to fuck off. Yeah. It's like, who the fuck are you? Go away. That would, here in the States, that would fly over like a lead fucking balloon. It wouldn't, Not gonna happen. No. The States is a little bit too powder keggy. At the minute, um, I don't think COVID marshals are probably a good idea. No, I don't think so. <laughs> don't think, no, that's the last thing America. America needs things. It does not need COVID marshals. You know, England doesn't need COVID marshals, dude. Fuck that. America, America needs a lot of things, but yeah, definitely does. What's something else I was going to talk to you about? I'll come back around to it. It'll come back up. What's your favourite film, Josh? Favourite film? Oof. I don't think I have one. What? Do you have a soul? Can I just start? You've never been on holiday. You've never seen the ocean. You don't have... Do you have a favourite film, dude? Not really. I watch all kinds of shit. So do and, I. But no, I probably don't have a soul, but that's okay. How can you not? Well, I'll tell you what my favourite film is because you asked it's Jaws. Jaws? Jaws, yeah. 
And I'll tell you why. People put, you can pull that face all you want, Gower. You can pull that face all you want. I'm going to explain to you why Jaws is, is the favourite film. And it just is. I've never watched a film since that has made me panic when I get into a swimming pool. That's why it's my favourite film. It's completely irrational, but as a child, you'd fucking watch Jaws and then you'd go into a swimming pool, which is, again, a swimming pool, and you would hear in the back of your head, you know? And that shit stays with you, bro. And then as you grow, as a grown-up, and I've watched Jaws a little bit more, and I see things that you understand differently when you're an adult. So, like... Have you seen Jaws? Yeah. So you know, so the opening, I think one of the most scariest horror scenes is that opening scene on the beach where she's getting ragged around and you don't see what it is. Now, most other films would show you what that is to give you an idea. But what fucked with me the most, like Alien to a degree, you didn't see it. Right. You knew what it was because it's fucking Jaws. You don't need a, you know, don't need a doctorate to figure out what that is. But yeah, for me, it's Jaws because no other film has made me feel that way about like irrational things. No other film has. So for me, it has to be my favourite film. It's not like the most action-packed film and I get all that. But for me, that's why, because it's the only film like that that I've ever had, call it a reaction to. Yeah. So that's why it's my favourite film. See, how easy was that, Josh? I watched the film, yeah. I explained to you why it's my favourite, and there we go. Yeah, uh, no. I've never had like a reaction after <laughs> after watching something. I don't know. My brains is wired different, I guess. Uh, yeah, it must be. It's all that fucking moonshine. What about like TV shows then? Have you got like a favourite TV show? Uh, I've started watching The Last Kingdom, finally. So I've been trying to binge watch that. Okay. But because I don't have regular TV, I only got like Netflix, Hulu, all that shit. Oh so. yeah, bro. I haven't I haven't watched like terrestrial TV in three four years. It what's on there now? You know, everything is on Netflix, Hulu for you guys in the state and Amazon Prime, and you guys have right. got, uh, the HBO shit now as well. Uh-huh. What do you think about? Yeah, that's- what do you think about this? You know all these films, though, uh, obviously a lot of movie theatres and cinemas are closed. So what do you think about them, like, basically releasing these films straight into your home so you can stream them? Yeah, that's what they've been doing with uh, HBO, uh, HBO Max. Yeah. I think it's and a fucking so, great idea. I'm all for it. I, right, I am too. I mean, if I'm paying for it and everything, might as well. Uh because that's just like um, the new uh, Mortal Kombat just came out and it's been released on HBO Max yeah. as well. So, I mean, there's people that still don't want to go out to movie theaters or there's movie theaters that's not even open. So, I mean, if they're still trying to release movies in the during the pandemic, you got to have some way to put it out. Yeah. No, I know it's, it's a, a bit of a thing in England at the moment because cinemas have been shut the entire time. So... Basically, that industry's dead. Right. So, obviously, you've got all the people who work in that industry who are basically saying, well, you know, let's try and get cinemas back open. And I understand that. But for me, I don't know why they haven't done this 
years before, people do sit inside and stream. They don't really go out. I mean, other than other than dating and your kids, what would you go to the cinema to watch? Or would you even go? Wouldn't even go. No, wouldn't. But if you have the option of staying in your own house, watching it on your nice fucking TV, on your own setting, you can have your balls out, you don't have to do anything. No one's going to say anything to you. Yeah. I think it's the move, mm-hmm. bro. You, you, you can't go out and sit there naked, comfortable. No. Plus, you don't have to take out a second mortgage just to buy snacks and stuff. I don't know what it's like for you boys in the States, but in England, you get raped. Yes. Yes, same way. It's fucking horrible. Like, I mean, one, one ticket to go in to see a movie is going to be at least $8. At least, very minimum. Yeah. Over here, the, the tickets are quite priced okay-ish. I don't mind paying it, put it that way. It doesn't sting me. But when I go up to the counter and I've bought, I don't know, a drink and a box of popcorn and they give me the total and it's four times what it should be, I feel like I'm being punched in the face and there's nothing I can do about it. That's why you go with a female that has a big-ass purse and your problem solved. See, I've got to think I don't like women who have got big purses. Or you can have a kid and have a diaper bag. I'd have to be no, with, no. bro. I'd have to be with someone long enough to have a child first. Let, <laughs> let's let's deal with one issue at a time, Josh. Okay. It's all e- it's all easy for you. It's easy for you guys who have got your kids. Yeah, you've already busted them nuts. Some of us are out here taking it a little bit slower. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't do what I did. My first one was born when I was nineteen. No, dude. Like with me, because my parents had me so young. I've seen that, like, no, I mean, they've grown up with us and they've had no space. Nah, bruh. I want my space. Yeah. No. I don't want to leave it too much longer, though, because I'm, like, I'm getting up. I'm in my early 30s now. I don't want to be an old... You're, like, 32? I'm 32 now, yeah. I don't want to be an old dad. I don't want to be, like, 40. Because, you know, when your son's, like, 20, you know, are are you really going to be, you know... (laughs) Are you really going to be telling that guy anything? When you're fucking 60. That's my fucking plan. It's different for you. You probably took care of your body a little better than I have. Mine's a piece of shit. Yeah, so you remember the whole PTSD, TBI thing? Yeah, bomb went off underneath my truck, so... Yeah, not so much. I don't know. I mean, you, you, you look handsome. It's the beard. That's what I tell everybody. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, obviously, it's the beard, but it's still, you still look handsome. I say this beard isn't all me either. I got two other people to to thank for the beard. Okay. They don't get they don't get free shout outs, though. Oh, they don't? Yeah. I mean, UBL, we're probably not going to shout that guy out. That's probably not cool. You can't shout UBL out. <clears throat> That's the main guy you get your inspiration from, no? Who? UBL. Osama Bin Laden? Come on. Bin no. Liner. No. No. We told you you're the Taliban. Listen. It's my beard grows that way. Listen, I know you went over there, and I know you fought for your country, and I know you fought against tyranny, but it doesn't change the fact that you look like a Taliban. It's like, yeah, congratulations and well done. You uh, you sit, thank you for your service to your country. 
However, you're like a Mujahideen, Josh. That's all right, man. The girlfriend don't complain. She grabs her by it. And there you go, then. The end, so. Oh, listen. And, and, and this goes for anyone. Don't fucking listen to a word I have to say. My words don't carry any weight. They don't mean shit. Don't, don't listen to me. I'd like to have fun. Like you, you like to poke the bear. Yeah. Remember? I do. So on my last episode, we've only got a few minutes, but I'll tell you this one. So on my last episode, I was, when I, uh, I think it was Kieran Dolan loves TikTok. I made a comment yes. about people who say raw is dinosaur for I love you. Fight me. If people say that, what did you do, Josh, in the Discord? Oh, I definitely, as soon as I heard it, because I was at work listening, and uh, as soon as I heard it, got on Discord, typed that shit up real quick. I was like, hey, roar is I love you and dinosaur. It's not, and you'd think someone like you, a military man, you'd understand order and you'd understand hierarchy. I am the y'all, and I don't expect to be spoken to in that manner. Poke the bear, that's fine. Don't poke me. I'll get the ban hammer out. Publicly. Now I've got this podcast as well, I can publicly fucking aerate people and really get the ban hammer out now. I can bring people on the podcast. I'm probably going to bring Justin on the podcast to put him through the ban hammer. Sweet. I might do an episode of Ban Hammering. What do you think? Yeah. Just tell people just like, hey, be available at this time. Yeah. Just I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to pick my top five Ban Hammers and I think I'm going to get them in and we'll Ban Hammer it out and we'll see who actually gets Ban Hammered. I think people need to go. <laughs> some, of, some of them do. I'm not going to mention names. Maybe I need to go. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Anyway, Josh, thank you very, very much for coming on this evening. I had a wonderful time talking to you as always. Is there anything oh, yeah. anything or anyone you'd like to shout out before we go? Yeah, I guess I'll uh, shout out to the people I said I wouldn't go into. But, of course, Cal and uh, Dan, our brothers in the club. Cal for the beard oil that keeps my beard amazing and Dan for the beard mask that gets the fucking wrinkle out of my beard from that god-awful cloth mask. Yeah, so that's Cal at Bald Viking Beard Oil Company and Dan at Odin's Vision. Uh, I won't be giving them a shout-out because they haven't paid me. I, uh, I'm a podcast host now and I get paid for adverts. Berserker Beards forever, forever Berserker Beards. Good night, everyone.